Welcome to The Driven Entrepreneur, where we sit down with visionaries, trailblazers, and entrepreneurs and discover why and how they do what they do. We'll get the backstory, plus plenty of life and business lessons along the way. Here's your host, Matt Browning. Hey, welcome back to an episode of The Driven Entrepreneur. We're doing this episode, uh, if you follow me on social media, at Matt Browning on Instagram on this one and on Facebook on this one. We're doing this episode live right now. And, um, well, join me on social media. Of course, if you're hearing this after the fact, I, I wanted to make sure this goes on all my podcast feeds. So every single person who is an entrepreneur, small business owner, service provider, uh, coach, speaker, author, whatever your capacity is, I want to make sure that you have a way to come out financially uh, thriving as a result of what's going on right now. Um, so let me start off by saying a couple of things. Number one, um, be clear that there is a lot of advice on health, a lot of advice on social, on community and everything. And today I, I could share a lot of that with you, but I thought what would be most beneficial today would simply be um, to talk about the financial side of what's going on. Uh, so with that said, I want to start with two quick things. Um, this is going to be 10 ways entrepreneurs can make money during the COVID-19 downtime. Now, first off, thanks for the high five, Mama Craft. Yes, um, join in, settle in. I'm going to do about 30, 40 minutes of this episode right now. And if you got the time and you're sitting around anyway, um, I hope you come out with at least one inspiring idea how you can come out ahead, not behind, because it's going to be all too easy to come out behind. Uh, so uh, number one or two things I want to share. Number one is be safe. Okay. So I'm not talking, well, <laughs> I'm not talking about taking advantage of the situation. That's what I wanted to mention first. So I got my notes all over the place here. Uh, uh, and I got two cameras going, so bear with me for a second. Um, I'm not talking about taking advantage of the situation. I'm not talking about selling people baby wipes for twice the price. That's not at all what I mean. What I am talking about is, listen, if we're in business, we have a I don't know if it's a duty is too strong of a word, but a duty. Yeah, I'll say that uh, when it comes to the economy, if if everybody stops spending, everybody stops spending, we will go into a very deep recession. So it doesn't mean that we should we're the ones that have to go up and spend a bunch of money. But I think if we continue business as much as usual as possible, and I realize there are so many industries affected, but if we can do as much as possible currently and keep going with it, hey, um, all the better for everyone involved. So I just want to make sure we're coming at this from a fully ethical and community standpoint. So number one, be safe um, as you're going about your business. Make sure you're responsible, intelligent. And as my friend Allie Brown said so wonderfully uh, as a, a comment to one of my social media posts, she's a, a phenomenal leadership coach for women. She said, hashtag choose peace over panic. And Ali, I couldn't agree with you more. Choosing peace over panic is always a choice. Uh, we cannot control our environment, but we can control our reaction to it. We can control how we choose to think, feel, and interact with people and with the environment. When I went to the grocery store yesterday, it was actually okay. Yeah, they were low on toilet paper. <laughs> Lucky for us, we have like 18 rolls from wherever, you know? So if I'm already okay, I don't need to panic. It's okay. I mean, one of my friends said, hey, if you run out of toilet paper, wash off in the shower. And it's like, as crazy of a, of a picture it, you're, you have in your head right now, that's not a bad idea. It means I don't have to panic about things. 
So this is a chance for us. Again, we cannot control the environment. I can't control a virus. I can't control what individuals are doing or what groups are doing, or, or I can't control what the governor's doing to a certain, you know, I can put my voice out there, but I can't control things. What I can control is my own reaction. So I believe this is a chance for us to practice mastery, emotional mastery, mental mastery, spiritual mastery. If you have a strong spiritual belief or faith background, what that means, you know, and certainly, you know, if you know me, you know, my wife and I and son Val, we have a strong faith background as we lead in our church locally. Um, and we are fully putting Jesus first. We're putting our faith first. And we're claiming that I absolutely know that God is over us and he's taking care of us. And that doesn't mean go out and be a Muppet and go, you know, like go kiss everyone you see. It means I know that I'm going to be okay. So I have peace. And now we're going to go about the trials in front of us as difficult as they may be for some and others. Uh, but we can go through it with a, a spiritual peace. We can also go through it with emotional peace and mental peace. I hope that helps. And that's an encouragement. That's a quick encouragement for you. With that said, hey, thank you. Help calm down. Yeah, I've seen some great comments if you're over on the Instagram as well um, about exactly what this is, man. Breathe in, breathe out. It is going to be okay. The world is going to be okay. Um, you know, if you're old enough to remember 9-11, and I remember exactly where I was. I was working in the mortgage industry. And when we came into work that morning and the first plane hit and, and the news was nothing but footage of the first tower being struck. And then all of a sudden the second tower being struck. And it was a unbelievably challenging, scary, unknown time. And looking back, it's like, we didn't know what was going to happen. And the stock market closes and all sorts of things are going on. And we have certain things closing, uh, restaurants and gyms have been forced. And a lot of other industries have been forced to close down for at least the duration of the month, if not more, at least in my, uh, state of Michigan and all over the U S. So we have this uncertainty, but remember at the same time, it will finish at some point. And I don't know what it'll look like. And again, I'm not here to tell you what's going to happen. Um, but my encouragement today is for the entrepreneurs in my tribe, how can you make sure that it doesn't put you out of business? How can you make sure that, you know, it's not just the employees and the restaurant industries and the travel industries and all the other industries that are affected that are living paycheck to paycheck. A lot of entrepreneurs are living paycheck to paycheck. And many of us are not that many paychecks or that many events or that many clients away from having to shut the doors. So without any further ado, let me get to 10. I got 10 money making ways to make money during the COVID-19 downtime. Uh, it's not my fault it's down. It's not your fault that we have downtime, but you know what? We got downtime, so let's figure this out. Uh, a couple of these ideas are immediate ideas because if you're in a cash crunch because your restaurant just closed its doors and you can't, um, actually it's within 24 minutes as I record this live, every restaurant in Michigan has to close their doors until March 30th. And that is significant to say the least uh, to business. So I hope this advice, not everything will affect uh, or work with every single industry, but I hope that you get at least one or two ideas that maybe, maybe you can apply them right away, or maybe it just gets your brain stirring and gets the juices flowing to figure out your own strategies. And, and again, if nothing else, being proactive during this time and saying, you know what, I got to pivot, let's figure this out. So number one, 
for every industry across the board, whether it's services, products, programs, coaching, um, or if it's brick and mortar as well. Not all of it applies to brick and mortar, but hopefully much of it does. And I want you to start thinking differently, especially if you're in the restaurant business. I see that um, Casey Farmhouse Bakery just joined live on Instagram. And man, I hope some of these can apply to you directly. I know they will. So number one is pivot. This is an opportunity that so many businesses are pivoting already. I don't mean doing something brand new completely, but maybe making a pivot saying we're always in this one direction. For me, the main source of revenue for our coaching and training business is live events. If everything is a live event, for me, I just had two live events that were going to be, we haven't actually put on a live event all year. The first events of the whole year were going to be two events in April. Both of them had to cancel. And talk about a need for a pivot, right? It's like, well, what are we going to do? Because we were counting on the summer's income essentially coming from uh, creating these live events, working on these and serving our clients through the live events and training. So the pivot is this couple ideas came to me. I I don't think it's just go virtual. You know, that's not a, a blanket answer. But I think there's a part of it that's a huge answer. I have a friend of mine who's a keynote speaker, and I was just meeting with him at a mastermind before I I was out in San Diego when this all started happening last week. Um, And I came back home on Friday and over the weekend, you know, it kind of broke loose. We were talking on Thursday at a mastermind about the keynote speaking business. And I said, uh, he said basically all of his events canceled and he lost several thousand dollars, all of his income for the next few months, because every single conference association event he was speaking at, and they were paying him to speak canceled. So it was like, man, what do you do? And some of the advice was do virtual keynotes. Again, that's not a complete answer. But we came up with an idea. My idea was, you know, what if here's a quick way to do something? Maybe you have deposits from some people, or maybe you don't yet. And they're like, hey, our conference is canceled. Now, every event planner knows they're going to do a conference later, They're either going to reschedule for a few months down the road or they're going to do it at least next year or whatever. So I'm thinking in in my world of virtual, and this is what we're doing in the business too. um, So if you're from my tribe, hey, welcome, because uh, you're going to hear what we're going to do. Instead of say, some people are saying, I'm going to take my mastermind virtual or I'm going to take my live event virtual. So that means instead of my two day live event in a hotel, it'll be two days on Zoom video conference or live like we're doing now or whatever. I don't think that's a full, complete solution because there's a lot of doubt, uh, kind of the disappointment of, well, is that really the whole training? And we do a lot of live in-person interaction and practicing and things. So I don't think it's, again, a full, uh, complete solution. What I'm doing is I'm doing the 150% bonus. So that means I'm saying, hey, the event is certainly rescheduled for today, but... What can you do? We're going to reschedule the event for the fall or once it's safe enough to to meet together socially. And in the meantime, I know how badly you wanted to learn this stuff and how excited you were to come to the training. So in the meantime, we're going to do a virtual version of the training. And I'm going to come on Zoom. We're going to do maybe instead of an eight-hour day, it'll be a three-hour day. Thanks for the love, guys. I appreciate you on Instagram, Facebook. I could use some more love, man. What's going on? (laughs) Um, But I'm going to do a virtual version. Maybe instead of 10 hours or eight hours, I do three hours on Zoom. And it's like, let's train and teach you some of the things you were going to learn. And then maybe we could even do Zoom software. Check out zoom.us if you've never been on Zoom before. It's a phenomenal solution. The free version that goes up to 40 minutes, it's free. So it doesn't cost you any money if you're not already using it. We use a paid version because I use Zoom quite a bit. But you could totally use Zoom and deliver a bonus training now for the training that had to be postponed. Or if you're doing a live, if you're a gym and you're doing live events, you know, and and it's like, how do you, what do you do when you shut the gym? Man, 
I mean, again, I'm talking about don't pivot to at-home training. Thank you for the love on Facebook. But instead of pivoting to at-home training, pivot to temporary at-home training. Listen, you usually work out in a circuit training mode, maybe, um, and there's usually six to eight of us, and it's 5 p.m., 6 p.m. We're going to have one trainer come into the office, and they're going to put up a webcam like this, you know, and go on Zoom, and you can join us on Zoom at 5 p.m., join us on Zoom at 6 p.m., and you can get your workout in. Now, yeah, you can't use the kettlebells and all the stuff. But we're going to adapt some at-home workouts based on bodies, you know, um, uh, stretches, uh, running in pace, you know, doing push-ups, using body weight, that sort of thing. So I think there's there's a, a lot of, of powerful ways to do this safely, but at the same time, be able to pivot and give our clients bonus material right now. So be thinking about how can you give bonus material? Closing the loop real quick to my friend, the keynote speaker, I said, you know, contact meeting planners. And offer to do something extra. Say, listen, I know it's tough right now. And I know all, you have all these attendees who are counting on coming to a conference. But now you're, you're postponing the conference. So I'll tell you what I'll do. For the same keynote fee that I normally charge just to come out and speak. Pay that same fee. And you can do half deposit now. And I will do some virtual motivations. A virtual version of the keynote. We'll do some, you know, a Zoom. Not replacing it. But in addition to. We'll do a virtual experience now. And no extra charge, you can apply that portion of the fee to my, my whole fee down the road. So are you doing a little bit extra work? Well, yeah, but you know, this wasn't about how to make money without doing anything extra. I think a little bit of it is going to be some elbow grease and some hustle grind. But imagine if you're a keynote speaker and you can say, I'm going to deliver some, key, uh, some virtual value now. And then when your conference gets replanned, I'll still come and speak like normal, except this time around, it's not going to be an additional fee. It'll be for the same thing. Uh, number two. Try some life coaching. Hey, um, maybe your clients are having a little bit of issue. Maybe there's some emotional meltdown. Maybe you're in the war. Maybe you're an executive coach, for instance, or you're an author or you're a podcaster or whatever the case may be. You're a family photographer and you're always working with families and whatnot. Maybe you have a family yourself. Hey, offer some of your clients. Say, listen, you know, I know that some families are having some really hard times right now. Kids are out of school. Um, I'm looking at specifically my friend Lily who's showing me some love right now on Facebook and Instagram. Lily, that's who I'm thinking of, actually, your family photographer. So, <clears throat> excuse me, you are a phenomenal mother. You're, you, have, you have a son. You're always, she's always doing these really cool like crafts and educational things. And she's thought of so many things to do with her, with her son at home, especially when he was real young before school. So why not, I don't know, offer that to some of your clients. See, look, I'm always doing all these photography sessions for you. I want to do a Zoom training about what to do with your kid while they're out of school. You know, that, I think that could be a fun thing. And you could even maybe charge for it. Say it's $29. Or if anything else, maybe it's not immediate cash. Maybe it's a bonus free training you're giving to your, your clients and your prospects just to get you back top of mind, you know, to uh, add value today so that when this does blow over and it is time to do something new, then, you know, they remember how much you cared then. So some of these techniques are also about the future, but that's something that, you know, for my, my, uh, my coaches, my experts and so forth, you could jump into a little bit of life coaching, even if you normally do business consulting, because I think people really need it. Um, and it can be very useful right now. Hey, this episode is brought to you by my very own NLP practitioner course. I've been teaching neuro-linguistic programming or NLP for nearly 15 years it is the most powerful tool for communication on the planet, and it can be yours today. 
for a very limited time, I'm giving away my entire NLP course workbook for free. Go to nlpwithmatt.com. All the patterns, all the tools, and the techniques of NLP in the complete course workbook, the same one that we use to teach our live certification classes, yours free. nlpwithmatt.com. Get it today. Let's get back to the show. All right, number three strategy, cut and save. Uh, I'm not a fan of cutting out everything and certainly not a fan of cutting out expenses due to fear, but could you cut, you know, uh, for me as a business owner, I would go into, go into QuickBooks or Xero or, or whatever accounting software you use, print out a profit loss and look at every expense in every industry. And that's a good time to think, especially while you're home and maybe having your event canceled or not going to the office and figure out, you know, just look at every single expense and ask yourself the question, is this necessary? And is it necessary now? I'll bet you you'll find several expenses that you could cut either temporarily or cut permanently. I went through this and this was a very fortunate thing. I did not plan on this at all, but I went through a massive shift. I read a great book called Profit First. Uh, so shout out to Mike Michalowicz from Profit First. Um, phenomenal book for entrepreneurs. And really it's about instead of making money and then t and paying your expensive, and then <laughs> easy for me to say, making money, paying your expenses, and then taking whatever profits left over. It's about making the money, deciding what percent of profit you want to make, and then making your expenses match to a budget. And it changed my life. It changed our business. And I made that change on January one, which again was serendipitous, not knowing this was coming, but man, it, I would have gotten caught, um, well, I was going to say with my pants down, but that doesn't really age well. But you know what I mean? It would be uh, caught with no toilet paper, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and I'd be in big trouble if if, uh, if I hadn't already started curtailing expenses. So I look at things and say, OK, number one, is this necessary? Number two, is it necessary now? And then number three, um, you know, just decide, hey, because if you know, they say my grandpa used to say a penny saved is a penny earned. I never knew what that meant. But I'll tell you right now, if times are hard in the next coming 30 days and you're looking at needing to make $10,000 to hit your nut, well, if you could save $3,000 in expenses for next month in April, that's the equivalent of not having to make an additional $3,000. So if you made $3,000 less, you're still in the same boat. So I say we want to find ways to make extra money if we can, get more cash reserves, but also you want to find a way to cut expenses if and when possible. So um, look for the non-essentials. Another quick thing as a subcategory under this is to, um, if you own a home, think about checking out refinancing. That actually might be a great uh, time to refinance your home. If you know me, uh, I used to be in the mortgage business for almost 10 years. I had my own brokerage. And right now, if you're in the mortgage business, you should be prepping to get busy. The Fed just cut the rates to zero temporarily. When the Fed cuts rates, um, that means that the overnight lending rate to, from bank to bank has cut to zero. That means our rates, um, uh, credit card rates, um, home equity lines of credit rates, those should all usually drop accordingly. They're attached to what's called the prime rate, and the prime rate is usually is commiserate with the Fed rate. So I, I know you could... There's more detail to it, but just understand this. Um, mortgage rates have dropped and they're probably gonna keep dropping temporarily at least. Um, we always saw when the 10-year T-bill, it's a, it's a bond, it's the way um, governments borrow money. They put out these 10-year bonds that people can invest in and get a return. When those go up and they, they do better, usually the mortgage rates do better too. And they've been dropping for 
a, a couple of weeks, but as of March 9th, the T-bill started going back up, the 10-year T-bill. And again, this is not financial advice. That's not my space anymore. I'm not in that industry. I'm just here to tell you, if you could refinance your house, even if you're in the range of four, four and a half percent or any higher than that, you can almost absolutely and while you're still making money, right, while your paycheck still shows full qualifying, while your taxes still show that you made a lot of money, if things take a dip next year, you you know, it might be harder to qualify. So I'm saying consider if you own a home, use the tax returns from last year, plus a profit and loss for the first couple of months, you know, like, like, yeah, here we go. You might qualify better. You can get a lower rate, potentially drop your payment, potentially. And depending on how you go about it, it's not good or bad, but you can skip one or two mortgage payments depending on when the loan closes. And that could, I mean, that could really ease your burden. So I wouldn't do a refinance just to skip a mortgage payment because, you know, you don't technically skip it. The interest is rolled into the new loan. But my point is it could be a short term financial saver. And it could be a long-term strategy to take. We're looking at one of our houses right now doing a refi on. And if we can save a percent and save 150 bucks a month and still be, you know, on a 15 year, it's like, hey, why not? Um, so again, it's one of the positives, more, low mortgage rates and low borrowing rates. One of the positives that'll come out of this terrible situation. All right. So that's it. Number four. Number four strategy, how entrepreneurs can make money during the COVID-19 downtime. Um, if you do payment plans or subscriptions for your uh, product or service. So payment plans would be if you do maybe a six month, 12 month, I've even done 24, 36 month payment plans for certain products sometimes. Or if you do subscriptions, like if you say it's just subscriptions mean you your clients pay a monthly fee and they just get a monthly service from you. Well, a couple of things you could do. Number one is keep doing your monthly product. Keep giving them what they asked for. Don't cut back. Don't freak out. If anything, double down on content. That's actually one of my other strategies. But we'll get to that in a second. Give them more content. Give people more reason. Remember, I just said <laughs> strategy three is cut and save. So there are people who are going to be looking at our products and services and saying, you know, do I really need that right now? Do I need that marketing mastermind that I pay $2.97 a month for? And they might decide. So what you want to do instead is give them extra reason to stay. You know, say, look, I know there's a lot of services out there, but right now I'm committed during this next 30 days to, you know, maybe you're going to go live into your membership group every single day, or you're going to take extra Q and A's or, you know, do something that gives them extra incentive to be with you and to stick with you. <coughs> Excuse me. The second part of that is if you do payment plans, you can actually um, do what I call the payment plan call. And that's where, let's just say you have, I'm going to make up a number right now. Say you have someone on a $500 a month plan and they have nine months left. That's $4,500 in total they owe on their product to you. And they're going to pay it over nine months, $500 a month. Give them an incentive to pay it off in full with a big discount. And I use, I, I do this anyway. I, this is one of my strategies that I do around the holiday time when my business goes down. I'll give, it's a win-win all the way around because it's a time for my industry um, in the speaking and coaching space where revenues tend to go down in November, December, January. So when cash flow is usually down, I'll give my clients extra incentive to pay off their loans in, or not their loans, that's wrong, but pay off their uh, balances in full and get a big discount. It could be 10, 20, 30, 50%. You decide, like you decide what makes sense. You know, for me, I think the more we need to create cash flow, the better the incentive. So if I went to, so I'll, at any given time, I'll have about 40 clients, give or take on pay plans of some kind. 
And if I went to everyone and said, you all get 5% off your balance if you pay it off in full. I mean, I'd probably get literally one or two out of 40 that say yes to that because they can. It's a little bit of savings, but hey, you know, save money, why not? Instead, what I'm gonna say is if I went to 20%, oh, that's, that's a little more significant. What if you went to 30, 40%? And you can also do it differently for different levels. So if I have one client that owes, say, uh, $10,000, and I say, you know, I'll give you 20% off, or you could do 30% off. That means if you come up with 7K, now you save $3,000 tomorrow and you don't have a month payment anymore. I'll tell you what right now, there are people that are clients of yours that have credit cards, base, but not a lot of cash. Base. So what that means is if you give them a massive discount to pay off something in full, um, that means two things. One, they can put that little balance on a credit card, you know, and have cash reserve saved. And they now freeze up a monthly payment that they were paying you that they have cash flow again when their job income goes down. So it's a big win-win. Again, you don't take advantage of people with it. Uh, I don't think they're taking advantage of us. I think it's a great way that as a business owner with a paying client, we can support each other. I can still give you what you're asking for and what I promised you. I take less, but I get a lump sum now, and then you free up a monthly payment. You know what I mean? So um, I love that payment plan uh, call. Um, close down a payment plan. Cool so far? All right, if you're on Facebook, if you're on uh, uh, Instagram with me live, give me a little bit of like. Also, make sure, uh, I love the people who've been commenting. Make sure if you have any questions you want answered, comment. If you have any, uh, heck yeah, Matt, I agree, or I disagree, or whatever, uh, comment below, love to see it. If you disagree, I may or may not talk to you uh, during, the, during the episode, but that's okay. Uh, but please put something in the comments especially if you have questions or if you have your own strategy, if you have a special strategy that you're doing, please comment below on Instagram or Facebook. Again, if you're listening to this uh, after the fact, I'm gonna post this as quickly as I can, probably Monday night, Tuesday morning onto our podcast feed. And I'm gonna be doing some bonus podcast episodes that are always free, of course. I'm gonna do extra content for y'all because um, I just, I really want, I feel so strongly. I just wanna take care of the entrepreneur community during this time. I feel like that's a big part of my calling right now. And I can't fix everything, but I can certainly help in this sector. Okay, number five. I don't like this one, but it is a strategy that some of you will need, especially in the restaurant business. It's called Merchant Account Advance. Now, you can get a Merchant Account Advance if you have a business merchant account that has a regular average amount of income coming in. So let's say you, you usually process $30,000 a month through your merchant account taking credit cards from clients and you're gonna close. Now, I don't know how the merchants and the banks are going to react based on this. I, like, I'm not in that industry, so I don't know if with COVID-19, you know, they're gonna say, sorry, we're not doing that. But it's worth checking out, at least find out what the deal is. What'll happen is merchant account uh, advances, you can contact your bank or merchant account, and they will very often give you a, an advance based on the average of what you normally make in a month. So say you make 30 grand, they might say, hey, we can give you $20,000 as an advance. Now, it's a little expensive. It's more expensive than borrowing, more, usually more expensive than an SBA loan or a business credit card, certainly. But if you need cash, you let cash in the bank to cover payroll, to cover uh, building lease, to cover things that you cannot put on a credit card, for instance, because you can't really put payroll on a credit card, you know? So if you really need cash advance, 
That's one of the things you can do um, is ask for a merchant advance. And then what happens is when you get back into business and you take your next credit cards, a percentage of the new sales go to pay back that advance. So again, I'm not advocating that it's good normally to get into a merchant advance, but I want you all to know that it's a possibility. And for some of you, it may be a necessity and it might be a lifesaver. All right, let's blow through the last couple real quick. And then uh, we are going to get out of the house to do some social distancing alone uh, outside the house with me, my wife and son. Number six, use business credit cards and save your cash reserves. Uh, that's a big deal because you might actually get out of this with zero interest because for instance, uh, I have a few different business cards that have really high limits. The banks over the last couple of years have just kept raising and raising and raising limits. So although I'm not an advocate for carrying debt, I am an advocate for carrying debt short term, like under 30 days and longer term over a few months when necessary, especially if it's going to keep you above ground. So like if you start putting everything you can on a business credit card, what that does is it saves cash reserves in your bank, which can be really important. Like I said before about paying payroll and so forth that you can't put on the card. So I'm talking, put utility bills on the credit card, um, put all purchases on a credit card, every Amazon purchase on a credit card, every ACE hardware purchase on a credit card, whatever you need to buy. Um, even, uh, groceries you could, you know, you can pay on a credit card. And what happens is depending on when your billing cycle is, it could be as much as 30 days from now, you could always save that cash reserves and you could pay off the balance in full on the statement date, right? On the due date. So you accrue, accrue no interest with that said, um, that, so that means you can put it on a credit card, save cash reserves in case it gets worse. If this thing gets worse before it gets better, you're going to need the cash reserves. And look, I don't want to carry a balance, but I would much rather carry a $10,000 balance on a card that I didn't used to have and have the extra 10,000 in the bank in case this goes on for, for quite a few months. If like, I hope it does, it shores up and things start, you know, we get this thing under wraps and, and business starts getting back to normal within two to four weeks. Hey, it didn't really matter too much in the first place. Um, but that's a great suggestion. Carry some debt short term for sure, long term if necessary. And it might be the difference between staying in business or not. And if that's you, uh, just again, talk to your accountant, talk to your CPA, kick the idea around. But don't think that just because a bill is due, you got to pay it and you got to pay it in cash. Number seven, give out gift cards. Um, offer if you're a restaurant. Start, you know, go to your mailing list, offer uh, gift cards. If you're a photographer, if you're a masseuse, if you're a haircut person, you know, if, if you're a, a barber, I'll bet people aren't going to come in and go get a haircut today. If that's the case, you can still offer online and, and through email, offer um, gift cards, but at an absurd discount. Like, listen, I know times are tough as our contribution to you during this uh, terrible time. I'm going to offer a gift card at 50% the normal rate. That means... If you buy it today, you know, a haircut's usually $25. Um, you can get a $50 discard, uh, gift card for only $25. And that means you can get two haircuts once this all comes back and it's time to get a haircut again next month. Use it next month and you get a free haircut on me. So it's kind of like your gift to, com to the community. So they save money. And yeah, you're working for half the price or whatever it is. So what? Hey, hey. Um, it's a way to infuse cash and they're going to buy a haircut when normally they would skip that this month and cut their hair at home. So just an idea, give a, uh, gift cards with absurd discounts. Number eight, cultivate your mailing list, especially if you're not a, uh, an email or online, um, um, coach type person or online marketer or brick and mortar, really take the time to cultivate your mailing list. Take the time, especially brick and mortar, send them an email. 
Um, take the time to go on Facebook, uh, go on an email and tell them your story. Say, you know, times are hard for everyone and, and, you know, we're in the restaurant business and while we're shut down, I thought it'd be a great time to connect with you all and tell and share a little story about why we started this restaurant. And then maybe in the next email, share some recipe tips. Huh? Share some tips about, you know, share one of your recipes for how you make that amazing uh, chicken tikka masala and how you, you know, if you want to make that at home while you miss out on us, instead of being scared and going, no, we can't, we want them to come back to us. Give them a recipe, maybe, you know, say, hey, he, do a video on Zoom where you teach them how to make this thing, like get innovative and connect with the tribe. If you have people that have a thank you, it is good stuff. I hope if you have a tribe of people that have a rewards card with your restaurant or your bakery or your coffee shop, right? And you got their email address, use it, connect with them, give them some coffee making tips, give them a latte tip, tell them how can you make uh, the best coffee with a Keurig machine at home? And again, it keeps you top of mind. It's not going to make money today, right? but it'll make you money tomorrow because if you stay top of mind and you keep with them all this time when you can't be with them uh, physically, when this is all over, which coffee shop are they gonna go back to? Which restaurant can they not wait to get back and try that tikka, chicken tikka masala? Yours, so get ready for that. Number nine, I'm almost done here, double down on content creation. I talked about that earlier. I think doubling down on content is exactly what I just said essentially. It's take the time to make extra content. Um, maybe this is the time to launch your podcast. Maybe this is the time to get on other people's shows. Podcasters like me, man, we're putting out extra episodes. I'm looking for guests. We're looking for more content to plug out there. The news companies are looking for more uh, episodes. I just finished making a segment that I'm going to pitch to all my local TV stations around here. Um, I won't tell you what it is, but I will tell you, hopefully, if it gets booked. I think it's relevant this week, so I'm hoping that I can get booked you know, the next couple of days on some of my local places. So make some more content. And last but not least, and I got to get out of here, number 10 is take the downtime to work on your business instead of in your business. Look, if you're not making money anyway, if the clients aren't buying anyway, if you're in that space where it's already tougher, you can sit at home and put your knees to your chest and rock yourself to sleep because business is down and you're worried or write that book. Finally, start making that online course. Um, rework your menu if you're a restaurant for your, re your grand reopening when COVID's finished, you know, um, take the time to make that rework some stuff, play with your branding and, and create the things that you've been putting off for so long. So I'm working on a new book and I'm like, I'm going to take some time to make that new book. I'm going to do some bonus podcast episodes. I'm doing this right here live with you. I've been waiting to do Instagram live for freaking ever and Facebook lives, but now I'm going to go do it. So here we go. I hope that helped. That was 10 ways entrepreneurs can make money during the COVID-19 downtime. Remember, this isn't just a live. This is a podcast episode for the driven entrepreneur. I'll put it in the, uh, in the, um, the comments below. So make sure if you don't already, I'm going to be doing a lot of bonus content. So right now is the time to subscribe to the podcast. It's totally free. You can get it on the device of your choosing. You simply go to mattbrawningpodcast.com. I'm going to put that on both of these right here. Go to mattbrawningpodcast.com and you can subscribe to the driven entrepreneur for free. Um, here we go. Pod. Cast. I got to write that right. Bam. 
And over this next week and over this next month, I'll be putting, I always put an interview every single, here we go, I'm putting that on the comments for both Instagram and Facebook. I always do a great interview with a driven entrepreneur where we're not talking about this stuff every Friday. You can hear some backstories, some origin stories, and life and business lessons along the way. I hope it'll be a big help. But I'll also be doing some bonus episodes just like this about how to achieve greatness, how to get ahead, how to take care of yourself and your family, and all that sort of stuff. So I hope this blessed you. I hope this helped. Um, and if anything, I, you know, again, we can choose peace over panic. Right now we have the choice to be taken down or to rise up together separately. So uh, let's get out there and make this work. Um, I'm trying a new hashtag here. I put on Facebook stronger through distance. And I believe that together we can be stronger through the distance that we have to have. Thanks so much for listening. Remember to subscribe to the podcast, Matt Browning podcast.com. And like me on Facebook at Matt Browning. And if you haven't, if you're on Instagram, go to Facebook and like me on Facebook because I'll do stuff there. If you're on Facebook, make sure you like me on Instagram and all of you head over to at Matt Browning and then head over to the Driven Entrepreneur at mattbrowningpodcast.com and we'll keep dropping more of those for you. Love y'all. Have a blessed week. Um, we're with you. We're praying for you. We're thinking about you. Um, and please reach out and DM if I can be of any help or if you have any questions. Thanks so much. Bye guys.